highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. Isn't it amazing that the issues we had in the 60s with people killing us, now we're killing us, and we're not saying anything about it. Had white people come through Milwaukee and started killing black people, the world would have stopped on its axis because so many people would have shown up to defend the neighborhood. But yet crime is literally out of control. And we're talking about it? It's an issue? What is your plan? What's the secret? Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Milwaukee, like many other major cities in the United States, has some issues that we have to work on. And that's no secret. And I've been talking about those issues over the course of my campaign for mayor. You're joking, right? Talking about it? Where's the plan? We keep talking about plans, talking about strategies. Where is the plan? What are we doing? Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. It's decimating the black community. Yeah, because y'all don't eat right. So when you get sick because you don't eat right because you're overweight and nobody tells you because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because we live in a world now where if you hurt somebody's feelings, you might get arrested. It's ridiculous. Idiotic. If you know you're not supposed to have certain things because you have diabetes, don't eat it. Oh, but it tastes so good. Okay. Tell that to your children and your grandchildren who won't see you because you decided to eat. Doesn't make any sense to me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome into the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. I am Jason Fields, your fill-in host. Happy to be here for the second day in a row with the man who controls the keyboards, DZ, filling in for Dr. Ken, the great Dr. Ken Harris, who's on assignment. Uh, welcome, everybody. Well, welcome back to another, I believe, will be an awesome, wonderful show. Uh, we had an election yesterday. And, you know, it is going to get interesting and I'm going to tie in some of the conversation that we'll have in the first hour about that. Uh, I have a very good friend, uh, just a brother who I, I have gotten to know and, and quite honestly, just adore, love, just one of the realest dudes I know. And one of the things that, you know, really, I think. When is, I said this about Pastor Reverend Attorney David Hart, um, when I first met David and his wife, David's wife, Azure, and my wife are sorority sisters, and we we just love the hearts. But I noticed that he never said anything bad about a bunch of anybody. And for me, you know, DZ, we all we all say some stuff about folk that, you know, and I know he could have said some stuff about a bunch of people that we all know, but he didn't. And I just thought like, that's, that's a class act dude, man. That's, that's cause I'm gonna talk about you. You know, that's, that's a, that's a class act. And so I want to talk to pastor reverend attorney, special super special assistant to the superintendent of the second largest school district in the state of Wisconsin, the Metropolitan Madison School District. I think if I said that right, Pastor, correct me if I'm wrong, but let me give you all a quick intro. And the topic this first hour is faith and politics. Where do they intersect? 
How do they intersect? And one of the reasons why my wife said, Jason, you bring a lot of folks from Madison. And, and here's why, you know, I wanted to do some of this stuff, because I don't want anybody to be holding punches. You know, I don't want nobody to be feeling like they got to come and hold their tongue. And not that Pastor Attorney Hart is going to do that, but I want to make sure we can hear from people who ain't got no special interest, but just going to tell you and try to equip you with what they've learned and know. And so instead of trying to read a bio, David Hart, pastor at Sherman United Methodist Church, uh, one of the oldest serving churches in, this, in, in Madison, uh, special superintendent to Carlton Jenkins, who's the superintendent of the second largest school district in the state of Wisconsin. Attorney Hart was also a graduated from law school. I want to say in 1999, I believe, from UW Law School, was a prosecutor and a defender and is adamant as an adamant writer. And I think if we can talk about some of the things that he's written, because I've read them and a very huge advocate for women, particularly black women. And we're going to get into some of that stuff because I want to really explore politics, faith and where the black church fits into all of this. You know, we had a caller yesterday and, you know, her and I, she felt a certain way. And she said, you know, I don't vote. Jesus didn't vote. And I, I was I was kind of like, OK, I don't know what to really do with that one. But, um, you know, I'm not knocking her feeling. But does politics and our faith and our spirituality, do they intersect? I would imagine they have to. And so, Pastor Hart, what's up, bro? Hey, Jason. I'm just so grateful to be here. I, you know, I was I was actually feeling a little bit low about myself, and and, and, and I heard your intro. Huh? I, I heard your intro, and 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 I'm I'm picked right back up. But it is. I'm just I'm in I'm in love with your city, with with Milwaukee. I just um, I'm grateful to be uh, be in conversation and community with you on this afternoon. So, man, give us a little bit about you, because I know, but a little bit of your journey. I mean, you you because you did a lot. I mean. Law school prosecutor and defense attorney. Yes, sir. I I I, uh, I, I think you 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 got it. Uh, I think you got it pretty well. I um, uh, am a Paynite, uh, a graduate of uh, Payne Theological uh, um, Seminary, uh, and um, I wasn't called to preach the gospel until I was a. I was a grown man, um, and, 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 you know, actually, you know, God had been calling, you know, when I was, you know, it, it, this, this felt like something that I needed to do and, and was supposed to do when I was younger. But, you know, I, I said, you know, God, if you just allow me to, you know, sit on this front pew and, and serve as an officer of the church and, and, and do, do those, those things that you, um, you know, that you would have me do, Lord, this would, this is, this is great. Uh, I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll do those things. And, and God just continued to, to push and, and push. Uh, and, and so I ended up going to seminary, uh, later in life, um, and, and accepting this call and, and I'm on fire for, uh, for the Lord and, and just, just grateful to be doing this. I, I have found that even though I picked this up a little bit later, uh, in, in my adult life, um, God has equipped and prepared me to do everything, uh, that, 
that I need to do on this walk for for Christ uh, through through all of my professional jobs, my professional work. Uh, again, as a prosecutor, as a public defender, uh, I have I have learned a, a great a great number of things that helped inform me and, and helped me hit the ground running uh, as a pastor. I've been a pastor for for uh, eight years, but six years at Sherman Church, and, and I'm just grateful for this walk. Um, at this moment, I'm working uh, with Dr. Carlton Jenkins as the uh, special assistant, uh, uh, as his special assistant, and um, uh, we're, we're uh, working through some, some, some issues here, as, as all uh, school dis- districts are, but, uh, but that's, uh, that's my walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to give a shout out before we go to our break, because I, I have to, you, you guys are the top three leadership, three black men, I would say, or the admin team for the most part, is Dr. Carlton Jenkins, yourself, my fraternity brother, Dr. Richard Gregory, uh, McGregory, and who's an alpha, and, and I'm going to give you the shout out, bro, you you know, you and that purple and old gold, <laughs> you and Dr. Jenkins, you know, um, you, you know, you, you cues, you know, so... Um, but I want to come. I want to go. You know, you guys have you've done a lot of things, and when we come back, I want to talk about just the intersection again. We had a we had an election, but in in your walk, and how do you advise people in these times, right? To indeed, where does our faith and spirituality and politics collapse or collide? Uh, we're going to have yeah. more conversations with Reverend Attorney David Hart on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. We'll be right back. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. I am your fill-in host, Jason Fields, for the great Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. And we are talking about the the intersection of faith and politics, our spirituality, with Reverend Attorney David Hart, a dear friend, brother. And so, D, let me get into asking you the first question. And so, we know the lineups, right? I mean, we we, we know who's going to the playoffs. You got Governor Evers and Lieutenant Governor Candidate Sarah Rodriguez going against Tim Michaels. And for those who may not know, uh, current Senator, State Senator Roger Roth, both of them are veterans. Um, you a political junkie like me, D. What, what, what? Give me, give me. If this was ESPN, what, 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 what's the analysis? Well, I, you know, I, I, I have to, I have to say that um, uh, that I was, I've been observing just like, just like you. Um, I think, um, I think this is going to be a tough race. Yeah. It's going to be a tough race. I, I think, um, I think what I saw last night was, uh, was. Uh, 
folks from this state buying into uh, you know the same the same sort of rhetoric we've heard over the last four years and and perhaps the, the last decade uh, and, and so so um, you know is uh, as long as there there are individuals um, you know out outside in the suburbs and in the exurbs who um, you know who feel who feel like they're disenfranchised and they they're they're feeling left out we're, we're, we're going to have these these sort of struggles um, I, you know I think their struggles are our struggles um, but but this is going to be a tough fight I, I do think that um, I do think that Governor Evers is going to pull it out uh, but it's but it's going to be a tough one yeah you know I, I got into the office this morning and one of my, my my VP she said Jason did you see the numbers and I'm like I, I looked at them but she said the Republican numbers for U.S. Senate, she said, Jason, the numbers were high. And I and I sort of thought that she said they are going to be coming out to vote. Um, so let me get into this because, you know, you are I, I love getting into these kinds of discussions with you um, from your lens and from your view. What role does faith play in politics? I mean, are, are they separate? Because, you know, we, we we had the we dealt with the whole evangelical stuff, the whole Christian people supporting Trump stuff. I, I, I said yesterday, the, the, I had a caller, the Bible, she said, I, I don't vote. The Bible never said Jesus should vote. Is that a reason to not vote? I mean, where does faith play a role in our politics? Indeed, I, I think I think um, I, I think uh, Jesus was a very political person. Uh, I think I think faith uh, and politics intersect uh, deeply, and I think it always has and, and it always will. Uh, um, but but many well many of the things that uh, that that we call political or political decisions really really shouldn't be and should be talked about from from the pulpit. Uh, uh, reproductive health and women's health. Uh, should certainly uh, be a, a moral uh, and religious issue uh, the, for the for the sister you you talked about who uh, indicated that Jesus didn't vote and um, and and so she's not voting because she's a, a Christian that that certainly you know she has a, a legitimate concern and a, and a legitimate uh, beef with with our voting process we you know we have seen over the past several years uh, um, uh, you know particularly uh, individuals moving to take away our, our right to vote and and marginalize our 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 vote and and our impact on on the community through through the political process, uh, but 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 I, you know just just to put it into accurate historical context, uh, Jesus would have never had the opportunity in first century Roman Empire to to actually vote. But we do know <clears throat> that whenever Jesus Christ had uh, the opportunity to um, to to say a word about uh, supporting, uh, I mean Jesus was a nationalist. Uh, so, so he was always down for his people. He was always on the on the side of the poor and oppressed. Um, but, but when it came time to um, to to do civic duty, particularly in Jerusalem, he said, uh, he said, do that, do the duty. Uh, particularly, we see in uh, uh, 
you know, we, we, we see uh, in uh, the Synoptic Gospels where Jesus Christ uh, indicates that, that we should render unto Caesar what is Caesar's uh, and render unto the Lord uh, what is the Lord's. And, and so, um, you know, what Jesus Christ is, is saying in, in, that, in that piece is um, that we have, we have a spiritual component and a spiritual duty, but we also have a civic duty that we, that we have to, as, as citizens, as people, as black folk, as as people of God, that we have to um, that we have to to, to uh, obey as well, and so so while Jesus would have would ne- did would have never had the opportunity to vote, uh, I think it's our I think it's our duty to to vote and be uh, as involved as we can be in the political process. You did a and 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 I think that's it's funny because Tasha and I were talking about that last night, and you wrote a piece, um, and I think it was. It's sort of it was uh, you wrote several pieces, but the one piece I think I'm referring to is where you discuss don't blame Christianity and the scenery or the, the case you described was, I think, when we all witnessed the the was it the law officer, white woman that killed the young black man and then her brother, his his brother went to hug her. And right. you, you wrote a piece on that that I thought was very profound and about forgiveness and how at some point we just took it maybe to a degree where maybe we didn't quite maybe we don't quite get get it right could you touch on that a little bit absolutely absolutely uh you you know um people have I think people have uh, uh, the, wrong, the wrong, several wrong ideas about Christianity. Um, Christianity, uh, in the minds of, of a lot of folk, is a very conservative, uh, Eurocentric um, uh, religion that calls on uh, folks, particularly people of color, to be docile and to not speak up, not act up, not, um, not you know, um, move the crowd. Uh, I mean, um, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples and dozens of women who were also disciples and ministers of the gospel, and they had a designated person who toted what would have been the gun of that day uh, was the sword. The sword carrier uh, was was someone was a real thing, um, but but we but we know we know through our our theological studies and and, and our and our and being students of the Bible we know absolutely that uh, that Jesus Christ. Uh, was not a docile person. He was always speaking truth to power. Uh, was never somebody who uh, advocated for laying down or 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 you know or um, or uh, just just accepting things the way that they are. Was always uh, challenging the the Roman authorities. Was always challenging the religious authorities. Um, and, and just for instance, you know, um, when 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 we talk about in the church. Um, turning the other cheek, uh, you know, we have we have that as, as as Christians and people who observe Christians, we have that wholly wrong. Uh, you know, turning turning the cheek in in the in in the Sermon on the Mount uh, uh, in Matthew six uh, from Jesus. Jesus Jesus doesn't mean, and in first century Roman Empire, it didn't mean turning the other cheek and allowing someone to walk over you. It sort it was seen uh would have been seen and heard by those people that were listening to him on that sermon on the mount uh as an act of aggression if if someone if uh if someone takes you to task or if someone is doing wrong or oppressing you or oppressing folks around you or your folks 
um, that means you you are that that this is an this this is a sign of I'm I'm not going to take it. Uh, and so uh, you know so it's just one just one way we have it we have it all. Uh, we have we have um, we have it misconstrued at, when it comes to when it comes to um, to Christianity. Uh, we we absolutely Jesus absolutely wants us and calls us to speak up and speak out. So if I hear you correctly, and you know before we go to a break, it, it basically it, it, it nowhere in the Bible did it say you just supposed to stand there and get your bucket. <laughs> you know, is that never, never, <laughs> never, never says that? Would never say that. Jesus, Jesus fought until the very end, mm. but he chose, he chose, um, he chose, uh, you know, not to be a physical fighter, uh, and um, you know because he wanted to be blameless. But but absolutely, there's nothing in the scriptures that says uh, that we should just lay down and take any. In fact, uh, Jesus Christ at every turn and every example uh, showed how to how to speak truth to, to power, how to protest, how to march, how to rally, how um, you know how to not be silent. So a lot of these things and, you know, we're getting ready to go to break. But when I come when we come back on the other side, I want to get into that a little bit. The the youth, I don't want to say youth movement, but the relationship between politics, our spirituality and youth and why we have maybe not been, you know, I think doing a great job as the church in dealing with youth. And from your lens, being in the school, being in the criminal justice system, being a pastor, you've seen it from a lot of different angles. I would like to explore that uh, when we come back. And the question would be, you know, sort of why has the church or has we lost ground on attracting, recruiting and building up youth in Christ? So we will have more of that conversation on the other side. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. We'll be right back. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah. You know what? I like Welcome back. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. I am Jason Fields, filling in for the great Dr. Ken Harris. Tune in to the new 1017 The Truth's Business Spotlight tomorrow at 3.57 between the Tory Lowe Show and The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. We will be speaking with Ashley Lucas, VP and Business Lending Product Manager at Associated Bank, who will discuss why you should consider opening a business checking for your small business. Again, that is the Business Spotlight with Associated Bank Tomorrow at 3.57 p.m. on the new 1017 The Truth. I may talk about some business stuff in the second hour. We will see. We are talking with my dear friend, brother, Reverend Attorney Pastor David Hart. And about where does our politics, faith, and our spirituality collide? And the question that I just posed to uh, Pastor Hart was... You know, why has why have we the church and I want you all to call in to the truth line at 833-212-1017 or hit the talk and text line at 833-212-1017. Why have we lost, I think, the youth to a certain degree or are we recruiting and why why aren't we building youth up in Christ? I mean. Pastor, with, with, with social media, man, and you and I are both on social media, sometimes I look and 
it's it's a competition, brother. It's <laughs> you know it, we gotta compete. Why are we losing youth, and why are they not coming to Jesus in this environment? Well, uh, I will I will I will say this that. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is the very first movement in American history, uh, the, the first civil rights movement not centered around the church or led by, uh, by a pastor or uh, a clergy. And, and that is because, uh, uh, quite frankly, um, the, the church's belief system isn't as loud as our collective car system. Hmm. Uh, and what I mean, what I mean when I say that is, is the church has become uh, silent on a great number of issues. Uh, when it comes time to hear a word uh, about reproductive health, uh, the church has very little to say. When it comes to uh, having uh, a discussion about same-sex marriages or LGBTQ plus rights, the church has very little to say. When it when it when it has uh, uh, you know when it when it comes time to to talk about student loans or student debt uh, or um, uh, relationship building um, or or small business loans, uh, the church has has very little to say about about salient issues and salient topics the way that it, it used to be on the forefront and on the cusp uh, of, of, uh, of all things that were, that were important to us. Um, and, and so, so uh, um, you know, and, and in addition to that, it being quiet and silent on many issues, uh, when individuals uh, show up to, to, to church or, um, you know, talk about going to church or have you know, have any interest in going to church, you know, they have to, uh, they have to jump through these religious hoops, you know, they have to wear a certain thing, they have to do a certain thing, they have to, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a conflicted relationship with respectability politics. Um, but, but, but the church, uh, the church makes, makes young folk, uh, you know, do things that there are no explanations for. Um, you know, why why can't they why can't they come uh, dressed as they are? Why can't they come? Um, you know, so who who says that they can't they can't come smelling like weed? That that's what the church is for is transformation. Mm. Um, and, and so we we have to go we have to go and get them. Um, and I think you know many times it's not simply the black church, but it's it's the it's the capital C church that that we're just sitting with our hands on our laps waiting for people to come to the church. And and the church isn't. I'm, I'm preaching about this 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 Sunday actually. The church isn't a building. The church is uh, is us. And 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 everywhere we move is divine, and everywhere we move is is, is supposed to be. We're supposed to carry Jesus Christ with us, and, and so we can't we can't sit and wait for um, for for people to come and, and visit us in church. We have to go get them and be with them where they are and meet them where they are. But that's uh, from my perspective why why young folk are not are not listening to the church. The church isn't saying very much relevant um, these days about salient issues. We're Let's go to line two. George, you, you have an answer. You want to chime in on on why we're losing youth? 
Yeah. Hey, how how you doing, Jason? Hey, man. And uh, and Pastor, how you doing? Um, I, I don't agree with the fact that um, today you can wear what you want to wear. I give messages in jeans. I give messages in overalls. So I I don't, I don't believe that part about dress anymore. Uh, you you know with the suit if it, the, the suit ain't played out if you still want to wear a suit sure you can wear a suit but you could come in jeans or whatever you know um, so George you saying we should have you should be in a position to come as you are because that that's you agreeing to that yes and we, we and we do have to meet them where they are now here's the same now at the same time here's what I believe in this is just my opinion. Who did, the, who, did, who did they say is the most cleverest person that God created that's, that walks this earth? It's yeah. Satan, right? Yeah. Okay. So if, if Satan could get Adam and Eve, Satan could get David, Satan could get Solomon, all the rest of them, that we all sinners saved by grace, correct? Correct. And so these, these, young, these young people are being thrown at them so much worldly stuff, okay? Now, Jason, I don't know how old the pastor is that's with you, and we talked about this on Sunday. I'm 65. You didn't have a choice. When we was little, you did not have a choice. You was going to church. So we had that foundation built up in us. These parents today, the younger parents, because of whatever, they're not going to church and they're not taking their kids to church. The world has got them. But as a church, or as he said, the body of Christ, we got to figure out a way. Because I'm going to tell you something. I go down south a lot, Tennessee and stuff like that, and I can tell you this. The youth down there and a the couple of churches I went down there, man, I was like, I wish we could get this formula and bring it back to Milwaukee. They was rocking the church and the songs they were singing. Did you see the B, not the BET, did y'all see the um, uh, the award show on BET this Sunday? No. Did you see the music that they were playing? Totally different. Rap, all that kind of stuff. This is what, you know, if I'm telling my wife, man, if they would have been playing this stuff with my grand, they would have been turning over in their grave. So, you know, the message of God is the same. We just got to find a better way to deliver it to the younger people. And it ain't just young people. We losing members across across the board, across all denominations. Mm-hmm. So it ain't just the young people, but it's all across the board. Satan is winning right now. And if you believe what's going on in the Bible, people got itchy ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. For example, 45, all the stuff that screwed up against 45, but look how many followers he still has. And he still got a chance to become president. Think about it. I'm gone. Thank you, George. Appreciate your commentary. Uh, Pastor Hart, I'll let you I'll let you chime in on that. Oh, uh, well, uh the, the the brother certainly has some interesting um, perspectives, and and I and I certainly respect them. Uh, I I well, um, we know uh, as students of of the church, um, the the black church still is one of the few mainline Protestant uh, uh, um, organizations uh, across the board that that still is. Um, that still is growing, yeah. um, uh, even even through all all of all of the the, the problems and the and the trouble. Uh, the, the black church still is growing. It is it is um, it is suffering uh, and hemorrhaging young people. Um, uh, and I and I still I mean I'll still stand on what I what I've said that 
the, the church is silent on, on issues of salience yeah. to young folk. You know, I, I've, I've attended your church and, you know, and, and you have young, old, Latino, white, black, uh, very diverse church. And question to you, and I'm a, let's, I want to take this maybe after we go to the break, because I want to give you time to answer it. And Marlon, if you could hold on to line three, um, I'm going to get you after the break. The question is, you know, do you think that that's a sort of a cultural issue? Because you're not afraid to say any of this stuff. I mean, you, you, you've talked about it. And I, know, I think you've told me and shared with me, you didn't care sometimes if, if the conversation got mad at you. <laughs> you know, you're not afraid that's to right. say that. Is that a, do you think that's a, 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 a cultural, um, generational thing, I should say? And let's take that. After the break, we'll have more conversations on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. I am your filling host, Jason Fields, filling in for the great Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment. In the black community, mental health issues are often compounded by the psychological stress of systemic racism. Tune in to the Tory Lowe show tomorrow at 2 p.m. as he discusses and joined will be joined by mental health therapist Addie O'Neill to discuss the importance black people not having to suffer in silence due to mental health and how to best address the wounds of trauma, which comes with systemic racism. Again, that is mental health therapist Addie O'Neill on the Tory Lowe show tomorrow at 2 p.m. on the new 1017 The Truth. Good show, Tori Lowe. Looking forward to hearing that. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Reverend Attorney Pastor David Hart about where do our politics, our faith and spirituality, where do they intersect? Where do they collide? And the question I was asking, Pastor Hart, was, you know, given the sort of um, the way things were in this generation and Pastor Hart, correct me if I'm wrong. You were saying one of the issues is that. The church has been silent on some issues where maybe they should be talking about some of these issues and about school loans, about women's right, reproductive rights, um, economics, things of that nature. Uh, and me growing up, I, I remember we, we talk more about that stuff now at certain churches. And do you think that's a generational issue? And then, Marlon, we're going to come to you after that. I think I, I think um, the the people that we watched and respected uh, the fifties, sixties, seventies, the people that have that came before us, uh, they 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 had to talk about uh, about those issues. They they had to. I mean, in, in order in order to to survive, they had to talk about uh, about. Uh, those issues for survival. They, I mean, um, we. What is what's the gospel? What's the scriptures? If we can't make, um, and we we can't continue to make them relevant to our situation, and, and help us uh, pull pull ourselves, um, uh, uh, you know, to a to a another plateau. Um, so so I think 
the pastors, I, I think many of the, the pastors who were active and, and progressive and, and moving today uh, watched those, those pastors and, and, you know, and said, this is, this is, this is what we want to continue to do. Um, you know, anyone, you know, anyone who has had to have the Supreme Court legislate their existence or legislate their, uh, their ability to have, uh, have political or legal or social rights in this country, um, we should, we should find a way to be on their side. Uh, anyone who finds themselves, uh, uh, oppressed in this country. Uh, or marginalized in this country, we we have a common thread with them um, as black folks, and, and um, so I so I, I don't know that it's, it's it's so much generational. I think the people who the the folks who are 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 operating today in the church uh, and in the society have seen uh, have seen uh, what 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 we've done, uh, and and we 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 want to we want to be a part of that. And, but it, you know, but it's it's far and few between. Marlon, line three, what you got for us, Marlon? Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Hello? Yep, we can hear okay. you, Marlon. Uh, I was just, okay, I can hear you. I, I, I was just saying, I was just thinking, you know, sociology has shown you that the wave of people in religion is when they get to be between 18 and like 30, uh, going to church goes down, and then as you get older, as people get older, coming back to church is very uh, is, is is more prevalent. So that's part of it. The other part about it is um, a lot of a lot of people today are not having the the older thoughts that people say in the Bible, such as gays are gays are shouldn't be in the church. You know, let's be very honest. There's been a a long line of judgmental christianity or judgmental religion however you want to say it that comes out and that judgmentalism people don't want to be judged no more they they, they are looking for a hospital they are looking for someplace where they can grow but when you continue to go to a church and i know we're talking about clothes that's part of it as well there was a long time where you couldn't go to church in jeans and and you know what i mean so so the judgmentalism we're not even talking you're not even talking about that but that's a huge part of it you can't you know a lot of people are very socially aware and conscious now but unfortunately like i said we're talking about how how being gay is bad or we're talking about how you know the whole donald trump thing uh how white how white christians treat black christians we're supposed to be all reading the same bible but we don't even think the same or act the same so those are things that we need to look at as well thank you marlon appreciate mm -hmm. it pastor hart he he talks about um the judgment and 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 you have a an approach that you use um and you know you you i think you you may have you i think you you get that you understand that not speaking for you but um you know how do you approach these topics i mean how do you approach these folks you know and and, and still speak and still staying true to the word indeed indeed well uh uh, I think I think first of all we we have to as a as a Christian community uh, stop proof texting, stop allowing people to proof text. Or and, and all I mean is pulling certain passages out of the Bible that uh, and, and that that sound sound like they mean one thing, and when we read them in full context, they they mean another thing. Uh, and so we we have to stop tolerating that in, in the church. Um, um, the the other the other 
another thing that we that we do is allow uh, we allow uh, voices who don't speak for us to speak for us. Uh, and and those have those have been for the last good thirty years. They have been the, the loudest voices in the Christian community. They don't they don't speak for us. Uh, um, so, so those are two things that, that, that I have been working on through my writing and, and my activism and, and, and work, um, to, to unpeel and unpack in the Christian community. Uh, how, how I approach talking about these issues is, you know, is, is just a frontal assault. Um, you know, we, we have to, we have to engage in prayer. Uh, the scriptures say that we shouldn't engage in any any conversation, any great or, or important work without prayer. And, and so, you know, uh, we 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 pray as a congregation, or we pray as a community. And you know, we have we study these the scriptures in whole, uh, not not just pieces of the scripture, but we study we study uh, uh, the intent behind uh, you know what Jesus has said or or Jesus's actions or Jesus's healings and 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 then we we start talking about how does that uh how does that manifest in in this uh itself in this uh in this time or in this day or how to make how to use that to make sense of what's going on uh in 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 today's world um we, we will find if we do those things that uh, the scriptures don't say much of what people uh, that are that are screaming and shouting and yelling that they know all about what Jesus Christ said or all about what God knows and wants for us. It, it doesn't say any such thing. It it, it will we'll, we'll find if we we look at those things in in context that it doesn't say any of those things. Pastor, before we let you go, I would love to if yes, if people want to come attend the church there, where can they find you? Where can they come and attend the church? Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for for this time. Uh, we're we're at thirty seven zero five North Sherman Church, uh, North Sherman Avenue. Uh, Sherman Church is in Madison, Wisconsin five three seven zero four. We're we're on uh, Facebook. We we um, we're on. Uh, we're on the, the internet, uh, uh, shermanavenue.org, uh, and, and we have virtual services as well, but, but we, we believe deeply in serving. We believe that, um, uh, that, um, that God is bigger than pronouns, uh, and is bigger than hate, uh, but has answers for, uh, for all of the things that are going on today. And so, so, uh, we, we'd love to see folks. Thanks a lot, uh, Brother Jason, for, for having me. Hey, man, thank you. No, I love you. And the wife, tell the wife I said hello. Uh, I know we're supposed to be doing dinner at some other sometime. Whose turn is it to pay? Is it yours or mine, brother? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. David, I'll we'll see you it. soon, bro. Thank you, man. <laughs> yes, sir. All right now. All right. Uh, you know, that one of the things I, I, I love about Pastor Har and really because I is as we try to find these things and I think some of some of the stuff that Marlon said, I think there we've gotten to a point where we got to start talking about stuff that really that that's really, you know, in people's lives, DZ, that's really affecting people's lives. And we have to do that and make it where, you know, you should feel comfortable or at least not feel like you got to bob and weave when you, when you come to church, you know, uh, if you're going to come in and get judged and don't, don't nobody want to deal with that when you got to deal with that every day. Right. You guys, I thought you was going to chime in. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, that really is the look. Like, if I feel like I'm being judged when I go into a place that should be judgment-free, why am I not just going to keep my butt out here and keep doing what I'm doing? <laughs> you, you know, and so I, I think that's in particular when we get to when we start talking about politics and you start seeing uh, we didn't and we didn't even touch this. Some of the hypocritical stuff about religion and politics. Yeah, man, that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother uh, so another discussion. And so I think we got to be very mindful of how we approach this new generation because they are different. You all. And if we want people to have the best opportunities, we got to work with them. We'll have more of these conversations on the other half. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken on the new 1017 The Truth. We'll be right back.